Hello, welcome to Reflection of Hope. I hope your week has been wonderful. We are halfway through, so maybe this will be a little boost to get your mind thinking. Um, we are going to be discussing the introduction of Bell Hooks All About Love. There is so much content um, to cover. And I tried to condense it all. I left out a lot of key things, but enjoy. Hooks brilliantly introduces in the introduction a number of topics that she will dive into in her later chapters. And she discusses the importance of original models of love, of media representation of love, cynicism surrounding the topic of love and why patriarchy is at the root of lovelessness in our society. Hooks begins by describing a piece of graffiti art that she encountered on construction walls on her way to teach at Yale University. It read, the search for love continues even in the face of great odds. This quote to me uh, is very inspiring because it's it's matter of fact right and it's so simple as well the search for love continues even in the face of great odds and you can see this a lot in people's stories of their life um you know i think about um my best friend's aunt actually and um i don't know much about her childhood but i do know that it was not always full of love and compassion um, and encouragement and looking at the woman that she is today uh, she's so full of love and life um so this quote um, also stirs up personal things in my life. Um, but Bell Hooks goes on to describe the sense of loss that she felt after her first marriage ended. And um, she's very open about her past relationships when speaking about love, which I do appreciate. She describes the deep pain that she felt. Um, her first marriage, I believe, was with a man that she met in college and they were together for about 15 years so thinking about that um the pain of losing a relationship like that i'm sure there are a lot of things that uh feel lost time feels like it's lost um i'm sure you feel like you're failing or you failed in, in an aspect of your life and she said that she felt like she was sinking all the time but this piece of art that she passed every day represented or it was an affirmation for her as she began her days that she should remain open to love despite the current pain that she was feeling um she shares this piece of public art because she explains how it can be a transmitter for life affirming thoughts that no matter the models of love represented in mass media art expression can be used to break the norm. And 
beginning this book, all of you who are following along are listening, I encourage everyone to think about where we see public discussion of love in our lives. For example, in the music that we listen to, um, in movies that we see, um, in social on social media, even if we just you know scroll past a tweet um, of someone with their partner, uh, and whatever the caption may be, whatever the photo may be, what do you think about? Um, do you create an entire narrative about their relationship by just simply viewing one uh, sliver of their lives? Uh, do these outside models impact the type of love you seek out and the behavior you accept in your personal relationships? So just think about how it affects your perception of love personally. In this introduction, Hooks also talks about how people can be cynical about love. She highlights the way um, that when people become cynical, they state that it does not exist, that love is not real. And many times people come to this belief because they've witnessed love in their life fail. Um, for example, if you have separated parents or if you grew up in an abusive household uh, where your parents had the abusive relationship or if you've been in abusive relationships, um, you can become cynical. People uh, can really lose faith in the power of love. And Hooks even directly calls out the youth of today saying that many believe real love is unattainable. and. Um, I don't want to say that I necessarily agree with with this. I, I believe this book was written in 2001, so so the youth for Hooks were uh, was a generation above us, the millennials, and um, I, I can see that. I feel like millennials are were definitely focused on um, individualism and not in the way that the baby boomers have been not in the way that is destructive towards people around us but in a way that kind of closes uh closes them into their own boxes um, as a way of protecting themselves emotionally so i do see that but i do see with uh, my generation that oh we we think about love all the time. Uh, simp has become such a, as, oh my God, it's a new word in pop culture because, because we do feel all the time and we want to be more open about it. But I also think that uh, people in my generation want to uh, heal themselves. Like we want to understand why we want to love so much and uh, why we don't want to love, why we have issues with that. Um, but there are many people, I'm not saying that people who are cynical about love don't exist in <laughs> um, my generation, in the youth today, because uh, that can definitely be true. But um, I, I do think there there's a, a more hopeful undertone uh, despite... Uh, the cynicism but um, Hooks does talk about how um, 
people who become cynical uh, will be afraid of loving for fear of being hurt. And with this mindset, there's no possibility of goodness and joy that if you tell yourself and you you make yourself believe that love is not meant for you or it's not a real thing, then you will not attract it. Um, you won't be open to it. You won't be able to feel it when it's there. And Hook says, cynicism is the great mask of the disappointed and betrayed heart. So that is something to think about if you are someone who isn't as hopeful about love, who doesn't necessarily see the world with heart-shaped glasses and rose-tinted glasses um, like I tend to. I even have my, uh, my LED lights on and they're pink right now because I'm talking about love. <laughs> but, yeah. So she talks about that and then Oh boy, when Hooks goes into discussing the patriarchy, she has so many beautiful things to say about it. And and I use the word beautiful um, because I can't think of another word right now, but insightful. They're very insightful commentary. Um, but going into the patriarchy, it's around the topic of love, um, Hooks talks about how men can feel like they're experts surrounding the topic of love, yet they are not emotionally in tune with where their beliefs come from. She personally experienced this with her ex, and he would write about love to her and speak so confidently um, about the topic of love, yet she said that she felt like he was emotionally unavailable to her. Um, and that he wasn't open to discussing critically the topic of love and how to apply new practices of love to daily life. Yet he felt like he, or he spoke so confidently um, about knowing what love was, about what it is. And this reminds me of the concept of mansplaining, <laughs> Gosh. which is when... Men offer their self-proclaimed expertise on things that they're not personally connected to or familiar with. And um, I would hope that, well, unfortunately, I know that a lot of women and a lot of my friends who may be listening are familiar with the concept of mansplaining. But that has been bred from patriarchy that men's words are able to they're they're taken more seriously and they're not as questioned as a woman's perspective is men are allowed to say what they want and it's taken as fact whereas when women speak it's like how does she know that why does she know that she's lying or uh she she's driven by anger or just uh things that are not true that are um that disrupt the the credibility of a woman's word. Um, but 
speaking of men and what they have to say on important topics, when looking at the literature surrounding topics of love, many times male writers are taken more seriously. Um, Hooks says that male fantasy is seen as a foundational aspect of forming things into reality, whereas female fantasy is regarded as simply a way to escape. Um, which is so important to note and look at because if we continue to look at literature like this, um, when we're just specifically talking about books about love and men are more critically acclaimed and their, their writing is taken more seriously, just that simple fact of that there are more successful male writers on the topic surrounding love tells us that men are the ones who create reality and women are the ones who exist in it. That women cannot question um, the world that we live in, the currency of these specific topics about life, about love. Um, Female commentary is not taken in as a critical aspect to explaining real love or creating spaces of real love. Um, So that continues to push very toxic narratives of the patriarchy because real love requires vulnerability and under patriarchy um, males are discouraged from exploring their vulnerable feelings and females are discouraged from expressing their vulnerable feelings that they are in tune with. So nobody wins um, when patriarchy is a foundation of our society. So Hooks pushes the idea that if we want to create a loving culture, we must be aware of why our current society does not promote love. Naming, addressing, and challenging the core of patriarchy allows us to understand the root of lovelessness, which is a culture driven by domination. Because we currently live in a world that would much rather you harden your heart and sacrifice sacrifice your humanity at the expense of other people than to be honest with yourself and face true emotions and face pain. If we want to create a loving culture, we have to be open to love's truth, which involves honesty and raw pain and vulnerability. It involves allowing ourselves to dream, to remain open and critical of the spaces we occupy in the world and critical of the spaces others occupy in our lives. Um, When discussing the topic of love, we should be dedicated to confronting our trauma um, and healing our wounded selves because uh, the human mind, it does incredible things when it has experienced trauma and I say this because there's a physiological response um, when we go through something that is traumatizing to the mind to the heart to the spirit so we can and I see this surrounding us that we can live uh, or we have the ability to live our lives um, 
completely covered and uh, just, what's the word? Just fabricated, that we, we have the ability to live our lives completely fabricated in a way that is not true to ourselves that we live in a society that will allow you to lie to yourself and and tell you that you don't need to think about love and you don't need to have it as long as you're personally successful as long as you have um, all your eggs in one basket right that's something that we hear a lot but it's not sustainable to uh, feel like if you feed one area of your life, all of the other areas will be fine because those areas are still empty if we're uh, using it in a context of filling your baskets with eggs. They're still empty and they're neglected um, and there's still a hole to fill no matter if you have a hundred eggs in one of your baskets. There's a lot to be fed in other areas, a lot to be discovered and healed. Um, yeah. So I wanted to read the last paragraph of the introduction because I think it's a beautiful way um, to get you to want to read more if you're not already there. She says, quote, as the title All About Love, New Visions indicates, we want to live in a culture where love can flourish. We yearn to end the lovelessness that is so pervasive in our society. This book tells us how to return to love. All About Love New Visions provides radical new ways to think about the art of loving, offering a hopeful, joyous vision of love's transformative power. It lets us know what we must do to love again. Gathering love's wisdom, it lets us know what we must do to be touched by love's grace. Thank you. And um, with that, I do have a few questions uh, for the introduction. Um, the, so the first one is just to think about um, where love is represented in our culture and how that affects the way you think about love. Um, so basically, the question is, how do we see love in everyday life? Where does it show up for you personally? Where does it show up in society? Um, things like that. And then, um, this one. Do you believe in love's power? Yes. So... I will leave it at that. Um, thank you so much for listening yet again. Uh, I will be back so we can finally get into the book and talk about chapter one. Thank you. Have a good night.